0: That busy, huh? What are you avoiding? By Len Massicott of freetopursue.com. I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick, the guy that reads blogs or articles to you every single day of the year, including weekends and holidays. Appreciate you listening every single day. It really means a lot. We're gonna get right to today's post as we optimize your life. That busy, huh? What are you avoiding? By Len Massicott of freetopursue.com. While attending a conference this past September, I found myself increasingly preoccupied with my trio of electronic devices. I was constantly checking my iPhone, working on my laptop or iPad, and seeking Wi-Fi hotspots to ensure I could stay connected. I was downright manic about it. Funny how that always seems to happen when there's something I need to do that I desperately want to avoid. When used correctly, tech gadgets can add a great deal of quality to our lives. The convenience of being connected to cyberspace is irrefutable. We can take care of many things without missing a beat, communicate with family, friends, and colleagues, manage our household needs and wants by paying bills, ordering and scheduling products and services, and managing shared schedules, seek out sources of entertainment and amusement, research and create, stay informed about local and international events, and get up-to-the-minute information on weather, sports, stocks, and any other statistic that might be meaningful to us. But maybe tech devices are hazardous enough to come with a warning label. Warning, heavy use of this device's applications and associated notification services may affect your ability to live in the present, cause you to confuse busyness with productivity, and may even result in an aversion to living in the real world. Did I need to be that plugged in? Not in the slightest. So why did I feel the need to make such heavy use of all of these tech marvels? To look at every notification? to refresh screens on a regular basis, to seek out anything of interest? Because I was uncomfortable with being in the present. I was uncomfortable with my unfamiliar surroundings, the number of people around me I did not know. I was uncomfortable with the responsibility of doing what it is that we go to conferences to do, meet people in person. Being head down, immersed in some activity that absolutely could wait or worse, that was hardly relevant, was the ultimate avoidance tactic how could I possibly make the leap and meet more people? I mean, I was busy, right? Because I was not owning up to the responsibility to do what I knew I was there to do. I'd come to the conference to meet and get to know people. It was an opportunity to not only meet people, but to have the type of conversations and learning opportunities that don't usually happen online. There's a different quality to -to face-to-face interaction. At the very least, you make new connections, and once in a while, you interact with someone in a way that leaves you both with great ideas, thoughts, and potential for action that would not likely have happened without that exchange. What an opportunity. Because I was confusing busyness with productivity. Yep, I got stuff done, but not the right stuff, not the stuff that mattered. I know it through and through because I am experiencing regrets. Thinking back on it, my should-haves are numerous. What would have been productive during that conference was to show up with nothing more than one of my notebooks and a pen. I would have felt naked, stripped of my electronic accoutrements, but it would have forced me to be in the moment, expand my comfort zone by sticking my neck out, and meeting at least twice the number of great folks I managed to speak with. Busyness is the new drug of choice, and it's socially acceptable, even desirable. Why do we consider busyness any different from drinking, using narcotics, watching gobs of mind-numbing TV, shopping, hoarding, gambling, or other escapes? These are all used for the same purpose, avoidance. We can avoid a whole lot of uncomfortable thoughts and feelings when we make sure we don't have time to breathe. Just as we confuse wants with needs, we conveniently confuse want-tos with have-tos. By perpetually inviting interruptions and tending to what is unnecessary busy work, we delude ourselves into believing that we don't have time to do what would make the biggest difference in our lives, that we don't have time to be responsible and take care of what matters most to us long-term. It may feel better in the moment, but the long-term consequences can be as devastating as those of any other type of addiction. How do you handle technology? Is it a salve, or do you put away the productivity gadgets on a regular basis when they seem to win over or take away from what's most important to you? You just listened to the post titled, That Busy, Huh? What Are You Avoiding? by Alain of of freetopursue.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Thank you to a land super nice person. My business partner and I had the privilege of meeting her at FinCon a while back. And she has a little epilogue of the post that I'll read for you now. Epilogue, A Little Taste of Redemption. The conference I mentioned in the opening paragraph took place six weeks ago. Luckily, three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to redeem myself a bit by meeting with a fellow writer at a local coffee shop. Despite a tendency toward introversion, I was not going to repeat the mistake I had recently made. As soon as he arrived, I put my laptop and phone on silent mode and tucked them in my purse. Were the first few minutes a bit awkward? Of course, but we quickly shared an amazing interruption and distraction-free conversation. Though we only met for an hour, it felt as though time had slowed to a comfortable crawl. We exchanged interesting thoughts and ideas, and we were clearly both enjoying and making the most out of the experience. The next time I am confronted with the uncomfortable choice to be fully engaged, I'll remind myself of these two very different examples. I hope to choose more wisely in the future, remembering to leave all that chimes and glows out of sight and out of mind. So thank you again to Elan, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow with a post from one of our narrators, actually, Greg Audino, where your optimal life awaits.